In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. Just give us one hour and we'll help you change the way you think about happiness. Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Cayman is a fresh talk radio approach promoting happiness from the inside out. Happiness is a choice, and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. Each week, Lisa shines her light on well-being and global human flourishing by presenting a diverse and proactive collection of the greatest thinkers and doers who have devoted their lives to creating a better world in which to live. As a filmmaker, positive psychology coach, author, professor, and change agent specializing in the field of happiness, Lisa Cybers Kamen is widely recognized as an expert in the field. On the show, she also focuses on military families and service personnel returning with PTSD, traumatic brain injury, and other post-deployment civilian life reintegration issues. So, let's spend some time getting to the heart of the matter on Harvesting Happiness on toginet.com. And now, here's your host, Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. I am here to speak with you today as I do each and every week about happiness, well-being, and human flourishing. Authentic happiness is not selfish, egotistical, or narcissistic. In fact, the achievement of a happy life is not only good for us, but good for those around us. Sustainable happiness is important because it not only elevates our own well-being locally, but also contributes to the collective flourishing of humanity on a global level. In short, happiness matters. Happiness comes from the heart. And this show is all about the heart. Before we bring on our guest today, I want to open up the phone lines for call-ins at 877-864-4869. Again, that's 877-864-4869. Today's topic is living out loud, living a life with purpose. And we are continuing our celebration of TEDx Malibu, which was held here in the Los Angeles area in December of 2012, by celebrating our presenters. And we have two unique and wonderful presenters today that have captured the hearts of our participants at TEDx Malibu, and I'm sure will capture your hearts either through listening or watching them on the videos that will go live later this week. Our first guest is Claire Wineland. Claire was born with cystic fibrosis, or CF, a genetic disease that causes excessive mucus secretions and collection, especially in the lungs. In her short life, Claire has undergone dozens of surgeries and has spent weeks at a time in the hospital. This is not, however, what characterizes her. Claire is a singer, an artist, a composer, and a natural-born comedian as well as a speaker. She radiates with a warmth and wisdom beyond her years. She's been called a little Buddha or a bridge among people, also a true old soul. Before we bring on Claire, I want to talk a little bit about 
this concept of living out loud and why it's important and how a teenage girl can teach us this message. You know, how many of you out there are truly living out loud versus getting up each day, going through your routine, living your life, coming home, and doing it all over again? I think that's what separates... um, happy people from people who are questioning and yearning and disgruntled and maybe even just downright crabby. This concept of living out loud is not about becoming president. It's not about becoming a billionaire. It's not about um, being a captain of industry. It's actually something that may in fact be much, much, much more valuable. It may have a sustainable value that, uh, actually defines who we are, defines our, our passion, our purpose, our place and meaning that we so often talk about in life. And that's what this year's TEDx was about. And for those of you who don't know the TED Talks, TED stands for Technology, Entertainment and Design. It is a nonprofit, and it started with the biggest and brightest of luminaries in the world coming together for a yearly conference to talk about life in their discipline Uh, matching a subject. And then a few years ago, TED branched off and started offering community-organized TED-inspired events. And that's what we just held here in Malibu. So we have a license. We hold our our meeting or our gathering in the same form as TED. We videotape it uh, following very strict guidelines. We curate it following very strict guidelines. And then we just um, let the day roll and unfold with magic. And this is what Claire was a part of. So I want to give you a little bit more information about TEDx Malibu. If you're curious, you can go to TEDx, just the letter X, Malibu.com. And learn more about the past two years and maybe what we're going to be doing this upcoming year for 2013. And I think we're having some technical difficulties tracking down our guest today, so I'm just going to talk about what, what's, what's new and exciting in Harvesting Happiness Land. Many of you may know that I am the spokesperson for Florida Orange Juice for a campaign specifically called Take on the Day, which is all about how one transforms life's little annoyances into life's little pleasures. And this campaign was born out of a Twitter scan that was done by the Florida Department of Citrus about the top 10 annoyances that people experience on a daily basis. And these include things like typos in text messages and emails, includes loud chewers and breathers. I love that. Um, Includes people that cut you off in traffic and uh, various other small little annoyances that really peeve people off. And so what this campaign is about is how do we take these little things that happen to each and every one of us on a daily basis and transform it into a more gentle moment for ourselves. So last week I embarked on quite an adventure in two days. On Tuesday and Wednesday of last week, I did 42 interviews across the nation Um, on radio, on television. I tracked or or went along with the morning commute traveling from east to west. So we started bright and early in the day, which in Los Angeles is no small feat since I was up about three o'clock in the morning on both of those days to make it happen. And what was unique about this is I realized that, that Florida orange juice is a unique, large 
big business that is taking a very different approach to how they sell their product. And this is a living out loud moment for me because I realize rather than trying to sell orange juice, they're trying to make people understand that when we take good care of ourselves with creating little interventions each and every day, that we end up being happier people. So I've prepared several tips for them, and these tips are available online. They're available all over, actually, the Internet and Twitter, and you can find them um, on our websites. But here are the tried and true ones, and that is how about breathing? Take a moment to just pause and have four or five very deep, long cleansing breaths. What happens when we breathe, which is the very thing that we forget to do when we're under stress, is we start to quiet our mind and our body. We actually calm our nervous system down. And when we do so, we actually become more mindful or more present. And when we are mindful or present in this moment, we have nowhere to go. There is no history in the past through the rearview mirror. There's nothing to worry about in the future through the windshield because it's an unknown. The only one thing we know for sure is this moment. And this is what I love about this intervention. And it can be practiced at any time. It's portable. It is just it, it is a delicious, delicious treat that you can give yourself at any given moment in time. We are going to be going to a break shortly. I'm going to give you a couple of more tips. And when we come back, it's my understanding that we have our guest ready to go. And we will catch up with Living Out Loud and TEDx Malibu. But here's another thing that you can do for an instant mood boost. How about taking a walk? We have uh, limited ourselves to sitting at our desk, sitting in our seats, hunched over our com- computers. And um, it, what it does is it takes us out of that sunshine. And that sunshine is what gives us vitamin C, vitamin D that helps boost our immune systems, makes us feel good, makes us feel relaxed. So it's important to get out and move your body. And I know that that's harsh, a harsh recommendation for many of you who may be living in very cold climates right now that are in the deep freeze. And certainly we don't want you to risk your uh, frostbiting your nose by being out in the cold. But we do want you to be aware that by getting out in that sunshine just for a few minutes, you can instantly elevate your mood by just getting some fresh air. And here's one more little thing before we go to the break. How about helping others find their happiness? How about actually doing something that makes others feel happy? I call this getting out of your own way to making room for somebody else. And this is an instant mood booster as well. And the the reason why is it elicits what's known as the helper's high. When we do something good for someone else, we release chemicals within our body that actually give us a sense of greater well-being. So while we are performing an act of altruism or kindness or just helping somebody out in some way, the good feelings that we get actually serve our own physiology and our own well-being. So these are just a couple of the little tips that we that we um, shared through the Florida Orange Juice campaign, and we'll share a few more later on in the show. We are going to go to a break, and to learn more about uh, Florida Orange Juice, visit um, Harvest... Uh, 
facebook.com slash Florida Orange Juice. You'll learn more about that campaign there. To learn more about what we're doing over here in general at Harvesting Happiness, you can go to harvestinghappiness.com. And we are going to be bringing Claire Wineland, our guest, on after the break. And she has an amazing story. And what I failed to mention is that she is a teenager. I said that she was young. I didn't say how young. But you are going to be impressed and blown away by what this young woman has to share uh, about living on purpose, living life, and living out loud. To learn more about Claire, you can go to www.clairesplacefoundation.org. On Twitter, she's at Claire Wineland, and that's W-I-N-E-L-A-N-D. On Facebook, it's the same. And if you want to tweet at us, you can do so at HH talk radio and uh we'll be right back here come the tunes and we've got a lot more to share with you on harvesting happiness talk radio with lisa cypers cayman we know that life is tough and that happiness can and does live along with adversity we'll be right back to explain how on harvesting happiness with lisa cypers cayman on toginet.com Like us on Facebook at Harvesting Happiness and on Twitter at HH Talk Radio. Lisa returns with more of Harvesting Happiness following this short break. Nothing gives happiness like a free gift. Lisa Cypress Cayman has made her first ebook, Got Happiness Now? Eight Keys to Unlocking a Joyful Life, available at no cost to everyone. Unwrap your complimentary copy now by visiting www.harvestinghappinesstalkradio.com. Are you or do you know a returning U.S. military man or woman in need of restoring joy in their lives? Did you know that our nonprofit, Harvesting Happiness for Heroes, offers stigma-free combat trauma and post-deployment reintegration programming? Check us out at www.hh4heroes.org. That's HH, the number four, and heroes.org. Happiness is an inside job. Wear the message on T-shirts, baseball caps, sterling silver designer jewelry, and more. Please visit our online boutique at www.harvestinghappiness.com. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen on Toginet, the show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on toginet.com. And now back to your host, Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. If you're just joining us now, we are talking about living out loud, living life with passion, purpose, place, and meaning. And Claire Wineland, as I described before, was born with cystic fibrosis. And we talked a little bit about her history uh, in the previous segment. And she's here now. We have overcome our technical difficulties, and we have found Claire. Good morning, Claire. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? 
I'm great. A little sleepy, but great. <laughs> oh, we are so glad that you're here today. And I, I, I shared with our listeners a little bit about your story. However, I did not do the big reveal about your tender young age. And I would love for you to tell our listeners your age and a little bit about your journey. Well, I am 15 years old. I'm going to be turning 16 soon, which is pretty remarkable because uh, one of the things with CF is you're never really quite sure um, how much time you have left. So it's really amazing that I actually get to be a teenager and experience all of this. But um, my journey, I have a lot of different layers in my journey, I guess. But um, I was born in Austin, Texas, and moved around a lot as a baby, trying to find a good hospital to go to. Pretty much a lot of my life has been kind of trying to accommodate for, like, you know, for my health in general. And um, and because CF is a genetic disease and I've had it my entire life, I kind of, we all adapted to it right away. You know, my parents, my all of my crazy extended family and um we all got used to it and it almost it almost became like a like a friend in our life instead of like an enemy and um a lot of people see illness as this you know um as something to look down upon but i think there are a lot of amazing and wonderful experiences that i wouldn't have had without cf that's part of my journey is trying to help people understand that these problems we face might be there to actually help us if we can just kind of open our eyes to them. So, um, yeah, I, I kind of, uh, I grew up in very unusual ways, and I learned things differently than most children through different experiences. And then I got to be around 13, and um and I got I went in for surgery and my I came out and my lungs failed. So it was a that was a big ordeal. And um I was in a coma for around three weeks and it took me uh four or five months to like learn how to walk and use my muscles again and after that I was um I only had a 1% chance of surviving that experience. And uh, and so my but my whole body was a lot sicker when I came out of that. And so uh, ever since then, I've been on oxygen. But it was that sort of time, because we had always talked about doing something, me and my parents. I had always talked about doing something to help other staffers and to help other um, CF families. And uh, and it just seemed like the time because even though we knew that life was short and we were constantly being reminded of that my entire life, this was this was so unexpected. Like no one ever would have guessed that I would just you know I was fine. It was my thirteenth birthday, and then two days later I was in a coma. And it was it was like bam, and it really I mean you don't know life is so fragile. You know, and um, and so we decided to just do it then, and uh, and so that's how the Claire's Place Foundation started, and it was just going to be a way to help other CF kids travel, but it turned into 
so, so much more, which I'm sure um, I, I, I will get into more detail on the whole foundation because it's very exciting, but I think that's my whole journey <laughs> so far. Oh, well, you you have a, an incredible journey, and you have a book that has come out. It's now an Amazon bestseller. It's called Every Breath I Take, Surviving and Thriving with Cystic Fibrosis. And this is an important book, not just for families who are challenged with cystic fibrosis, but for anybody who wants to really understand what it means to live a life with, with, with purpose and on point, which is what you have devoted yourself to to doing you know that your your life which has challenges and adversity is not what has defined you it's what has shaped you into the young woman that you are and there i think there's a difference yeah there definitely is it's all about i mean i think so many people say this but it's all about how you view something you can be insanely healthy and i've seen people who are insanely healthy and by all physical means should be happy but there's something missing in it and it's that um that ability to just see any tiny thing in your life and turn it into something exciting and wonderful and that's something you really get when you're put through adversity or challenges or whatnot is the ability to see minor or little things or tragic, sad things as something um, uplifting and incredible. Well, I want to share with our listeners about your beauty that Claire comes out on the stage to present. Um, first of all, she's gorgeous and she's bubbly and she's got a, a light surrounding her and her eyes are, are you know, g- glistening on fire with joy. And she comes out with her oxygen tank with this friend that is just an, a, an accompaniment, not what defines um, who you are. And I, I think that that is, is certainly impressive and motivating for most of us out there in the world because it teaches oh. us about resilience, courage, identity, um, purpose, all of the things that we're talking about. And I, and I want to applaud you. I mean, just as an observer who was in that room, I think that what you're doing is phenomenal work, Claire. I mean, plus who you are, you know, and your oh. mother. We should talk about your mother because I know your mom. I don't know your dad. But your mom is like, she's, she's a phenomenal. She's a firehouse. She is a firehouse. And, <laughs> and without parents to support this vision that you have and what you've cultivated, um, we're all, we'd all be dead in the water without the support of our loved ones. That is true. <clears throat> that is true. Thank you so much. I, um, I'm honored to hear that people, uh, that people are excited about what I'm doing, too. It's always a good feeling. <laughs> well, I don't but, think there's anybody that uh, meets you, that comes in contact with you and the gifts that you're sharing that would not be um, affected in a positive way by what you're sharing. I want to also talk about something that we have in common. We both have a boss in common at Positively Positive, and that's uh, Eric Handler. <laughs> Yes. We, we, we both contribute on blogs, and you are the youngest positively positive contributor. And I want you to talk a little bit about that and what it's like writing for a demographic of older, more battle, um, battle-worn battle right. individuals. 
Well, it's actually, it's interesting. Um, it's something that I, <clears throat> I kind of, I'm better with adults at this point in my life than I am with other teenagers. Um, and partially because so many teenagers are, um, are kind of crazy. No offense <laughs> to my fellow teens, but we can be a little bit insane. And, uh, and so I have like this good, I have kind of a good niche on talking to adults and communicating with them because what, what something that's interesting about people who are, you know, in their 20s, 30s are, Everyone in, I mean, I personally believe that everyone in the core of their being, you know, whatever it is, your spirit, you know, uh, your brain, whatever you choose to believe is your core, um, wants to be inspired. You want to be passionate and inspired and excited about life, you know. It's not in us to just conform and to and to just be this and this and this, you know. We want to grow. And the only the only real issue is that you can't um there's nothing Sometimes people need to find someone to inspire them, you know, or find something to inspire them. And in my position, it's interesting. I think I said this when I was speaking um, at the TEDx thing for you, but um, I, I'm kind of like a walking slap in the face for people <laughs> because everyone is uh, is expecting one thing out of me and they get another thing. And it sometimes wakes people up. And I love being able to show them that it doesn't matter about age. It doesn't matter what you've been through. What matters is how you deal with it. And for some reason, coming from a child, it means a lot more to them. Maybe it's uh, Maybe it's because it's easier to hear than from a fellow adult. But... I feel like if I can, if I can inspire people who want to be inspired, then there's going to be so much amazing group consciousness about being happy and being passionate. And, and if I can be a part of that, it's an honor. Well, Claire, we have run out of time, and we will have you back again when we have less technical difficulties because your message is so powerful and strong. And I want to share with you that you might know that I have a 15-and-a-half-year-old daughter who is at the same place in life, and that requires that um, you be taking a driver's test soon, right? Oh, my gosh, yeah. (laughs) Both of you. So I'm I'm going to send a message to you for your mother to through you and that is to fasten her seatbelt and to, to I want to give our listeners all the contact information about where to find you and once again that's claresplacefoundation.org on Twitter you are at Claire Wineland on Facebook it's Claire Wineland and I would like to um, spell your name for our listeners too it's C-L-A-I-R-E Wineland W-I-N-E like the drink land Wineland And the book is, once again, Every Breath I Take, Surviving and Thriving with Cystic Fibrosis. It's available on Amazon. And um, you can always visit both of us on PositivelyPositive.com, where we each contribute. Oh, yay. 
And I wanted to also um, let our listeners know that you were recently awarded the Soaring Spirit Award by Looking Beyond LA. They are presenting it to her at a gala in March in Beverly Hills. It's an award acknowledging an individual who has made a difference in the lives of others. And the primary focus is children with special needs. And you can visit lookingbeyondla.org to learn more about that. Thanks, Claire. A big hug, and we'll see you soon. Thanks. Bye. We know that life is tough and that happiness can and does live along with adversity. We'll be right back to explain how on Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on toginet.com. Like us on Facebook at Harvesting Happiness and on Twitter at HH Talk Radio. Lisa returns with more of Harvesting Happiness following this short break. Like what you hear on Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio? Subscribe to us on iTunes and get your weekly dose of joy downloaded free and easily to your computer or portable device. That's Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio on iTunes. likes to win enter our weekly contests at harvesting happiness on facebook where we give away our guests books music film and products each week in addition we also do great harvesting happiness giveaways like free coaching sessions with lisa cypress cayman lisa's books happiness first aid kits h factor where is your heart documentary film Happiness is an inside job products, including the Sterling Silver Infinity Bracelet that benefit Harvesting Happiness for Heroes, a nonprofit whose mission is to assist our returning military personnel and their loved ones challenged by combat trauma and other post-deployment reintegration issues. Join us at Harvesting Happiness on Facebook. Nothing gives happiness like a free gift. Lisa Cypress Cayman has made her first ebook, Got Happiness Now? Eight Keys to Unlocking a Joyful Life, available at no cost to everyone. Unwrap your complimentary copy now by visiting www.harvestinghappinesstalkradio.com. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on Toginet, the show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on Toginet.com. And now back to your host, Lisa Cypress Kamen. Now that is a beautiful intro. 
to my new guest, my next guest, Eric Lumiere. That is the beautiful and amazing music of Lumiere, and that song was entitled Glow. Eric is a graduate of Clive Davis Department of Recorded Music at NYU and a music lover. He lives for the love of music and the music of love. When he creates music, his intention is to share himself as fully and unconditionally as possible so that there be, may be no walls between him and the listener. Good morning, Eric. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. How are you doing? I am great. I am so thrilled that you're here and so happy that we get to share your music, your joy, your passion with our listeners and celebrate the work that you do and your contribution to TEDx Malibu, to Living Out Loud. And I want to talk with you about why music. I mean, where did music come from in your life? Um, well, it's pretty simple. I think, you know, I was really shy as a kid. So um, for me, it was a great outlet and a way to exercise, I guess, that creative energy. So in third grade is when I think partly my mom, of course, she found it. It's just I just joined a choir, a local choir in Santa Barbara, and that was just the beginning of singing, et cetera, and being part of that and um it just went from there, so through the years. <laughs> and then, and you know, I started songwriting in high school with a friend, and then um, I didn't know how to play guitar or piano, so uh, when I left for college, I had to teach myself, and then I started, you know, you live in a, lived in a dorm, and then I'd, you know, take my guitar to the hall late at night where there was this great uh, ambience and just write songs late, and it's just a... Uh, you know, I wouldn't say an outlet for not expressing myself necessarily. It's just another outlet for expressing who I was and who I am. And I think that's what art is for all artists. So just something we do. And I think we all are artists in different senses. We just have a notion of what is art. But um, I think we can be creative with everything that we do, whether you you're know, I- yeah. yeah, I think that you make a very, very good point, and I wanted to stay on this for a second, about that all of us possesses some art within us, whatever, whatever it is, whether it's music or being able to paint or cook or garden or write, whatever these gifts are, we each have them inherently, and the idea or the good thing is to learn how to identify them and tap into them, and this is something that you've been able to do since you were young, and I think that is what makes you very unique, that it, you know, that your prodigal skills, that your outlier status was born at a very young age. Oh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's true. I'm speaking the truth, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's nice to find something early. And, and you know, I think even, even, as we, even if we haven't done it for a long time, I think people, you know, especially even if you're older and stuff, I, I find that people discover new things for themselves that they never knew about that they love and sometimes are even incredible at, you know, even without doing it their whole life. So I think it goes both ways, too. And some of that maybe is just natural ability, but I think they kind of, maybe especially after they've done work that they don't maybe care about or have their heart in for years, let's say, you know, but then they, they're like, okay, I really need to do something with that energy and with my heart and something that really fulfills me. And then people find things new all the time if they're willing to. So I'm, yeah, I'm grateful to have found it so young for sure. So. 
Well, I think what you say is also true, too, that, you know, we don't always know it uh, when we're young or we don't always know that we even have this inherent talent. I have a girlfriend and it just made me think of her when she was about 35. She had a a little minor stroke and she had to have um, a pacemaker installed. And it was after this sort of cataclysmic physical thing that happened to her, this health challenge, that she discovered that she could paint. And she could paint with only with the opposite hand. She couldn't mm. paint with her the, the hand that she wrote with. And right. this woman could paint photorealism. And she never knew wow. she could paint. I mean, so it, it, there, there are these things that happen in, in our lives where these gifts are, are revealed. And in your case, it was revealed young. And so I want to ask you, where do you find the inspiration for the songs that you write? You know, lately, I mean, of course, I used to write about relationships. <laughs> That's Love. a simple one. <laughs> but lately, as you know, I've been in so much um, studying of the self, I guess. So I'm very into that and finding the divine in, in all of us and experiencing that. And so for me, I think my greatest inspiration is that. And it's, it's that which I experience as something so much bigger than who we are as personalities. Um, and that's what I try to tap into. And I keep learning how to tap into more. It's um, what I would call the spirit or God or love or any of those words and joy. And, um, I find that I write about things even that maybe I haven't even experienced yet. And then sometimes I actually know what the song is about later, like even a year later or maybe even years later. And I'm like, whoa, and I thought I knew what it was about. But it's almost like a um, a foreseeing in a sense or something greater inside me, some greater truth that I tap into through music, but maybe... You know, I don't understand mentally or emotionally because that, to me, isn't necessary. And especially with music, too, it's like it goes so far beyond just the, um, you know, physical, mental, and emotional level. And while those are all great to um, fulfill and relate to, especially, you know, lyrics, people like to think about lyrics, etc. I like to get straight to the heart and, and beyond that. So whatever can move people. Is, um, and move me, you know, is what inspires me. And, and a lot of times I'll listen to my music and sometimes I'll, you know, even like cry while listening to it or just have, you know, one of those experiences because it's like I as a personality don't see myself as the one doing it. It's like we all, you know, the great artists, I feel like people who are really sharing who they are is something beyond their personality and and getting out of the way so that can come through. So I mean that's it's kind of vague but it's that's that's kind of my inspiration lately and just loving and learning, you know. So well, and being from what I hear you say is being the the channel, you know, that the that the the work comes through you, you're able to deliver messages and meaning to um to these concepts of life, you know, to, to, to love, to being connected to spirituality, to God, you know, whatever it is for the individual, it's right. a message that, that, that is coming through you that, you know, that it's not necessarily even conscious. Yeah. And I find that, you know, lately even too, the words, getting the perfect words are, are less important than getting the essence of, um, my heart into the song and to me that's what really moves people more than you know having them 
because I, I don't really, you know, I don't really need, I don't, it's not my in, intention to have people necessarily want to think about my lyrics while listening or something, which I think is a great thing. You know, and some artists are, you know, Bob Dylan, like great writers are just incredible at that. But, um, and I love lyrics, but it's like, to me, is getting the heart of it is where the power of music is, is what it's all about. Well, and indeed, your music is is inspiring. I want to ask you about your album. You just finished an album, and have you started on your next one? I'm actually no. I'm actually just finishing this one, but I'm gonna immediately start on my next one. So it's been it's been a process of a few years now. Um, I think a lot of it's parallel to my learning and growing as who I am. So it's not to me. I don't see like there's any rush in it. Like I have to finish it. Um, in a sense, by tomorrow, although it's, sometimes that's good to have. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's, it's so close, and it's going to be about 10 songs, and I'm really excited for it. I just recorded a, this Grammy-winning cellist who put down cello on a few songs. He did, like, 20 tracks on one. He just, like, did an orchestra of cello, and it's kind of blowing me away because, there, to me, there's I'm finding more and more of that heart and that spirit in string music and movie music and there's something about that so i love incorporating that um and so my plan is to get this out and have a release party and do everything i can with it and then record the next one immediately and kind of i'm learning how to streamline it in a way that i could get the essence into it like record the band as live as possible without you know having the perfectionism so yeah, it's kind of a part of me I'm working with to <laughs> not stop the completion as much and just get things out and moving all the time. You know, we are we are going to go to a break, and yeah. we are going to. I would love for you to set up this this song that we're about to play called "All of My Life." Yes. So, all right. Um, quickly, well, quickly. So this is um, <laughs> kind of about the willingness. I think for growing, we have to look at ourselves fully. In a sense, we have to be willing to, or I have to be willing to. So. If I want to let go of things that aren't serving me, I have to be willing to look at them, and that can be hard for a lot of people. So this is kind of about, it's like a prayer to be able to see all of my life and the things, let's say, I've done, maybe that I've judged or I'm not proud of. So Here it comes, all of my life. Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on Toginet.com. Like us on Facebook at Harvesting Happiness and on Twitter at HH Talk Radio. 
Lisa returns with more of Harvesting Happiness following this short break. The path of a sudden change. Do you like Lisa's take on happiness, well-being, and human flourishing? Join us this spring as Harvesting Happiness launches online classroom programming where Lisa Cypress-Kamen will offer her workshop series across the globe and from the comfort of wherever you are. Visit HarvestingHappiness.com for more details. Be a part of the grateful good. Grateful Nation brings together patients, families, friends, and staff of Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center to support the quality care and groundbreaking research at the medical center. Through new and traditional media, members of Grateful Nation share experiences, thank our caregivers and researchers, participate in sweepstakes, and gather to sponsor and host events and much more. Being grateful inspires others to be grateful as well. Isn't it time we jumpstart some perpetual gratitude? Visit Grateful Nation online to find out more at www.gratefulnation.org. Have a grateful day. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen on Toginet, the show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on toginet.com. And now back to your host, Lisa Cypress-Kamen. fabulous presenters at TEDx Malibu 2012 where the theme was living out loud and that's what we're talking about today welcome back Eric hey thanks hey well I want to get the album name we didn't we didn't share the album name so people can be on the lookout for it what are you <laughs> naming this album <laughs> I think it well it's going to be called the under love EP I had this song called one nation under love um so we'll see if that if that sticks, but I'll know in the next two weeks if it should be done around then. So I think if people just we'll give them my website at the end, and that's how they'll it'll be on there for sure. So. All right, cool. Let's let's talk about collaboration because so much of who you are, who I am, and the people that are part of this TEDx Malibu family right. are all collaborators, that what we love to do and what kind of gets us going is this concept of collaboration. And I want to know, who do you want to collaborate with the most? Who is on your oh, bucket wow. list of collaboration? Wow. Um, someone asked me that the other night. Um, 
There's a few people. Um, one person I really love who hasn't been in the limelight lately is um, Imogen Heap. Um, do you know who she is? No. She she had this song in Garden State that was huge, and then she did this song that blew up on TV called um, – oh, man, I can't even think about it. Anyway, she's incredible. She does electronic, and her vocals are kind of very angelic and harmonious. Anyway, you'll have to look her up, I guess. You don't know her. I will. I will. <laughs> she's amazing. Um, but then, of course, there's the usuals like U2. Um, I'd love to write a song with The Edge. I think he's one of the most you know, incredible guitarists that's just powerful with that. Um, and then I love doing duets with people. I love singing with great female voices. And I've actually done like faux duets before by adding my voice to a live track or something um, with some what? artist I like, which is kind of fun. So. Well, which makes me think the um the the song that you hear in our bumpers is uh, Becca Eden, yeah, artist, and she is one of our TEDx Malibu presenters. And she, I was thinking the two of you need to do something together. Yeah, well, that's the plan. That's the plan. So when she comes down here again, maybe we'll get that going. Get that, I think they're get coming that down. down this month. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Becca is headed to town very shortly, and I hope that the two of you, the, the, the two of yous, you two youths, that you <laughs> that you collaborate. Yeah, I me think, too. Yeah, I think you'd make you'd make some big big and great noise together. And what is it about collaboration that you love? Um, I love it because you know each person brings something different, and so there's the outcome is always unique, and um, it's like for me, it's how can we get share really who we both are together in that essence. So it's, it's every time it's unique. So I love writing. I do a lot of co-writing and producing with many different people. And it's just really interesting to see uh, just the results of that and of people sharing their heart and how that works with what I do. And I think we all have different strengths and weaknesses. So that is just, um, it's like, teaming up for something something even greater that we can do together instead of maybe as one, you know, not to compare, but it's just different and it's beautiful. So. I, I agree with you. I think that that's what I like most about collaboration is that the sum of what comes out of that is so much greater than what we individually bring, although we bring our strengths and those are amazing. Right. But like you, you, you come to a, a collaborative event, like a, like a TEDx conference, like TEDx Malibu, for example, and you see 18 to 20 people really giving their heart and soul yeah. um, of the essence of what they do. And then uh, each one of those pieces is individually magnificent. But right. then the collective total... Uh, of all of that is something that is really quite spectacular and off the charts. Yeah, exactly. And there's something I think for everyone, especially when you talk about the TEDx event, and so many different points of perspective and ways of looking at things. So it's another way that just for me is like that there are infinite perspectives and, and truths that we all have and how we understand and how we live. And I, and I love hearing that because it, it, it opens me up to more possibilities. 
So. Which is the, I think, the ethos, you know, of, of TED in general, you know, the mothership, as we like to call it, you know, yeah, it's about ideas it's... worth spreading, you know, that you get an idea to uh, about something that you want to work on. And maybe you meet somebody there and the, together you collaborate or you create a group of collaborators and you end up with something that you would have never had before if you would have not opened your heart and your mind to the experience. Exactly. Yeah, I totally agree. So it's an incredible thing. Yeah, very, so very, well. very cool. Um, yes. are, are there any upcoming gigs that you want to share? You know, I don't have anything booked right now. I'm working on an album release show. So it's either going to be in February, late February, or the beginning of March. And I'm trying to book the Troubadour for that, which is a very iconic venue in L.A., Los Angeles. So, um, But that'll be on Facebook and stuff. So if people follow me there, they will know when it is. And let's give all of that contact information on Twitter, drumroll, you are at Eric Lumiere. Yes. On Facebook, you are Eric Lumiere Music. Right. And your website is www.ericlumiere.com. And I want to spell your name for the listeners, and that's E-R-I-C-L-U-M-I-E-R-E. That's right, yeah. That's it. I want to make sure that we have that down. So Twitter, it's at Eric Lumiere. Facebook, Eric Lumiere Music. And the website, www.ericlumiere.com. And to go back for a minute to the collaborative approach to music, you did a piece um, called Anthem. Right. And this was, this was a collaboration that was a little bit outside of your normal uh, purview, right? <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm a singer-songwriter at heart, but I do lots of different stuff, so I guess I don't want to limit myself there. Um, but yeah, actually, I had a songwriting class at NYU, and the assignment was to write an anthem. So I wrote this song called Anthem, about an anthem for all the things that make us who we are. And um, one of my classmates is a DJ, out of a D- part of a DJ duo called Philo and Perry, and they had some releases on a label called Vandit, which is Paul Van Dyke's label, Paul Van Dyke to be one of the biggest DJs in the world. And um, they loved the song, and they're like, oh, we want to remix it. So I'm like, okay, sounds good. Um, I'm, I'm always open to, you know, what could be really cool, what could be a cool opportunity. And they used the bedroom demo vocal, and, you know, sooner than later it was basically blowing up, and uh, it, it broke the top 40 singles charts in the U.K., which is pretty incredible for a, a trance a dance song and then it also uh hit the number one billboard dance airplay in the u.s so that was pretty amazing it's really amazing because it, it came to you sort of in a roundabout way you know you 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 collaborated you opened yourself up to doing something very different right you know, you, you wrote the song because the song was part of the class, but then it was adapted <laughs> into into this other thing that took on a life of its own. And I think that that is the beauty of living out loud. This goes right back to the heart of the matter. You know, I totally agree. Point, you know, yeah. living on purpose. You were you were doing what you love, being true to that passion, and that passion took you on a journey, which you had no idea what that would be, and. Um, 
it's pretty cool. I mean, Anthem is an amazing, the remixed version is amazing. The song that you uh, played at TEDx Malibu, which hint, hint, wink, wink, will be available on um, TEDxMalibu.com and on TED.com awesome. very shortly, hoping by the end of this week. Um, really sort of, is, it's amazing. I mean, it, 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 it rocked the house. <laughs> oh, man, I loved, I loved playing at TEDx, so, yeah. Well, it was a great space. I think the acoustics in there, you know, it's small, it's intimate, a lot of wood, and yeah. a lot of great energy. Yeah, exactly. Um, and just to mention in terms of, like, the dance genre, I'm still working with people, so I actually have a big single coming up on the same label with a different producer called Love Will Bring It All Around. And one thing I just want to mention also about dance music is it allows me to really write about big ideas and really beautiful things because it has this kind of ethereal and atmospheric and epic sounds. I don't know if a lot of the electronic stuff. So I can write about these really positive, amazing things in this genre. And uh, it's exciting. I love it. <laughs> so. Well, it's, and it's also, I think, very therapeutic and healing, you know, and that was also one of the other presenters that TEDx got into that a little bit, the, the actual physiological healing power of music. Yes. And I think that, that this work, um, when it's done in this sort of remixed uh, house music, trance music way, gets a little bit into the kirtan or that sacred chant that is very tribal and it's very cool. Yeah, and I... Um... Yeah, speaking of that, there's this video on YouTube about sound and vibration um, with sand. And to me, it's like if you look at, you know, subatomic particles, et cetera, and go, I don't know the exact science of it, but if you keep going, everything's vibration. So we're all basically sound in a sense at the, it's the deepest level, and that's what I kind of call spirit is the essence of that. And when they put these frequencies in the, on this, they um, – play them and there's sand all over this board, they create the most incredible patterns, like perfect patterns at different levels of frequency. And they keep going up and they keep, they mess up the sand and they go in these crazy, um, beautiful patterns like you see in insects and everything. So it's kind of like the fabric of our being. And I think music, when it touches that, can really move us in that way deeper than we even know or are aware of. So just wanted to get that in there. I'm glad that you did. We are out of time for, for this visit, and we'll have you back again and track your work and, and support you in any way that we can. But here are a few thoughts before we part. Happiness is not a destination. It cannot be bought, sold, or traded. Happiness will never invite you to the party. Happiness simply comes down to a choice to show up each and every day in the world with passion, purpose, place, and meaning. Thanks for joining us on Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. This is Lisa Cypress and Claire Wineland and Eric, Eric Lumiere wishing you kind thoughts, kinder words, and the kindest of actions. Until next time, remember, happiness is an inside job. Happiness is your inside job. Have a great week, everyone. And thank you, Eric. Thank you, Claire. Thank you Here so much for having news. me. Appreciate it. Nobody got no time anyway. Thanks for joining us on Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio with Lisa Cypress Kamen. Join us every Wednesday morning live at 10 to 11 Central Time here on TogiNet Radio. Then harvest your own happiness anytime from the comfort of wherever you are with free downloadable podcasts available on iTunes. 